4: Wow, what an occasion, Albie. What an occasion. I know. My goodness. Hi, everybody who's joining us live from Patreon. Hi, everybody.
1: Hi, Patreon. Hi, every-
4: everybody all together as well. Today has been a whacked out day for Alice and Tom. Alice was last night at um, the overnight um, Easter celebration in the Orthodox Church. Yes. Russian Orthodox Church. You have to change the name of that, Alice. they're not allowed to say anything Russian anymore. Everything mm-hmm. has to. You have to change the name of it to Ukrainian. Whether or not it is.
1: Eight. 80- okay. So. <laughs> so. Um, you can call WTIC yeah, if you can want to. Call WTIC.
4: To. Let's start who's on right but now. But it's uh,
1: not going to be that useful. You can, if you're listening live, you still have time, I suppose, to yes. call in and leave us a voicemail if you want to ask your questions yes. that way, or you can just throw them right in the chat. On the new barrel line, Alice. The new barrel line. Yep. Uh, which is you just go to TomShatxBurnbarrel dot and there's a little widget there with a green button that says um, to leave us a message mm-hmm. and it's through a thing called SpeakPipe and it's easy from your phone you just record or from a computer you just record it and, and we've we get already, it.
4: We've already gotten a bunch of messages, including for for some Barrel uh, Burn Barrel Universe uh, celebrities, as a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> um, oh yes, there's also exclusive. 500th episode burn barrel merch available as if we couldn't be any more prostitutey. Yes, it is available.
1: All right, I have to get that up. I mean the Oh, design. is that not up? Yet? It's I mean the design. I'll work on that. Okay, too. it'll be up it'll be up It'll be 30... up right after the show, okay?
4: okay. So, 513 Amplitude Meridian today, Alice Shattuck and I were um were... Now,
1: bear in mind this is after I just went to bed at 4:32, too.
4: Right. By the way. We're in bed. And then let me just tell you how this ends. The police come to the house. <laughs> So this is such a thing. So I use this to listen to podcasts overnight. And I don't know what I was listening to at that time. Actually, I've lost a memory of it. But it might have been the fifth column podcast. I want to or, say
1: maybe Jonah Goldberg. was
4: that? Or it jo- might have been Jonah. A lot of, Jonah Goldberg's po- podcast overnight. Um, and, uh, you know, I just leave it on overnight. And sometimes since I'm 100 years old now, sometimes it's loud and I can hear. But hearing for me is different because I took care of myself in life. So I have a CPAP machine. So I'm I've got to listen over that and whatever, and so moving around. So I have to change the volume sometimes. So I change to 5.11 in the morning, and I hit the down volume button and hold it, or I think that's what I'm hitting. Anyway, I I, I hit the SOS, I'm being murdered in my house (laughs) button instead, which, of course, calls 911. And so I try, I hang up, but bang, they call back, of course. i course. I'm, now I'm in the system. Because
1: now they think you're in a hostage situation right. or something. And the lady something. says,
4: uh, Hi, like, or, you know, whatever, please. Uh, what you, she, 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 I said, Oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought I was listening to a podcast. I thought it was a volume button. And so she said, I'm sorry. It's not, there's no emergency. And she said, Okay, well, I have your, she had my address. She said, We're going to have to send a uh, squad car over, a cruiser over there anyway. Oh, no. Now I'm thinking that, that the cruiser's going to come over that they're going to come in we're not ready for them now so the house looks like a, a, a cracked in it's been worse the first floor was it was not more acceptable i than was ever. not
1: as terrible as the, the second floor
4: is not acceptable the second okay. floor yes the third floor is criminal but uh, but okay so anyway so i go and i'm waiting out front i found like tony soprano except with the without the money power prestige and i'm fatter um just waiting out there for the cops to pull up and a cop pulls up and he says, are you all right? And I said, yep. And he said, all right, see was- you.
1: <laughs> it was very... But- I don't think the cop wanted anything to do no, with it either. No. So-
4: um, but, uh, yeah, That. So, so that was that. Thankfully, we we're not in any more trouble with the law. Um- but it
1: does, like show up because there's a record at the police station of all the times the police have to go to your house so between all the times we've had kids wandering around in the yard and somebody's called the cops or the dog or whatever right. like that all goes on our uh, you know and I wouldn't say our permanent record because it's not like it, it doesn't really mean anything right. but if somebody wanted to go to the police station and ask for all the times the police have gone to our address then it they could find all that
4: Of course, of course.
1: (laughs) Jason wants to know if you answered the door with your CPAP still on.
4: (laughs) It's not a bad question, actually. Had I not gotten my new tube in, which is exciting for me, um, then it, it would have been possibly attached to my face. Just trying to find a, a, a news story that we had, the Globe story. Also about the best about the um, golf balls. Yeah, I can, can you find read that? It? Yes, I can find able- that.
1: I don't have it in front of me right this second, but let me go find it. And, I had
4: uh, it open, but I had to close it okay. to check Twitter to tweet the show out. But anyway, let me just say, um, so we're going to we'll get to your those calls recently. It's a barrel line, Alice, is that what we decided.
1: Uh, that's what I think what you just called it, the barrel line, where people can ask their questions, leave us a comment, just say Hi. We're gonna try taking some calls that way, and yeah. you can let us know. We're thinking right now it's gonna be an ongoing thing. Yeah, um, why not? That we'll leave it up, and you know, you can, you can call us at two in the morning with your random thoughts that oh, you have in the middle absolutely. of the night, whatever. It is.
4: better, absolutely. Um, so I am, I'm just trying to get to it, but I'll, I'll, I just
1: have to open an incognito window.
4: You know, really, but I think way. it's smarter than that. I think it knows.
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'll leave the main multiple.
4: Okay, so I'll start uh, somewhere else. And we watched all the Sunday show, or, or at least two and a half of the Sunday shows. Basically, the theme is this. Elizabeth Warren is running for president. And so she made the... Yeah, I have it. Okay, good. She made the rounds. And uh, you got to wonder what's going on here. And Allison and I talked a little bit about it. But she's saying precisely the wrong thing she's saying exactly what you should not be saying at a time like this certainly biden is hurting when it comes to the economy and he is hurting when it comes to um inflation is related to that foreign policy not doing it you know there's not you know serviceable on ukraine at this moment but um but other than that they are sucking wind it's badly badly they expect to be blown out so elizabeth warren now is going out there and saying that what we need is a Build Back Better, which, of course, is what voters in America are saying. No, we don't need that. That's terrible. No more ridiculous uh, you know, Christmas for, for progressive uh, giveaways here. We've got inflation. This sucks. It costs a lot of money for gas. costs a lot of money to buy everything. And so, I mean, it's just one of those things where why would she say this? Like, why would you say this? Unless you're trying to get, I mean... She lives in Cambridge. I'm sure it's very popular. All the stuff with people in Cambridge, and and and, um, but it, what this what she's saying is not popular anywhere else. Going around saying that we need to do student loan debt relief and that for to fight inflation we need to go after companies that are price gouging. I mean, this is wacko stuff to be saying this right now. But this is what she's doing.
2: Millions of people. Need their student loan debt canceled. Mr. President, today would be a great day to cancel $50,000 in student loan debt for tens of millions of people across this country. My point is that we have nearly 200 days. And not just one negotiation going on. We should have multiple negotiations going on. There is a lot we can deliver for American families, and we need to make that happen.
4: So she's saying that there's 200 days until they get blown out. So that's there's essentially, 200. and even
1: they can see that there's a problem right. coming.
4: So and so there's 200 days of the Biden administration left, at least the first term. Um, so canceling student loan debt to going for all these progressive things right now is a psychotic thing to say, unless of course she's saying it so that she can say after they get blown out. Well, of course you see all my whole laundry list of stuff. I told you you had 200 days. You didn't do it. You should have listened to me. Should have gone with the Warren plan. Maybe uh, we go and we've, this is what we -hmm. talked about.
1: And this is an AOC talking point as well. She's met with Warren before. They're obviously on the same side as uh, on a lot of these issues. They're sort of like on the Bernie end of the party. Um, And their belief is that the reason why Democrats lose is that they're not left wing enough. Mm-hmm. and and you hear this talking point on the right too people will say like you know it You need to excite the base. You need to promise people like a clear alternative. And and if you're not, if you're just giving a squishy version of the other party, then like, what does that get you? Nobody's excited about that, etc. So that's sort of like the talking point that she is working off of here, I think. But I think that that's misguided at a point when she's suggesting policies that literally are responsible for the situation that we're having right now.
4: Maybe, maybe 20 percent of voters are interested in this stuff. It's it's crazy, or maybe might a bigger percentage because they've got the population centers. But what are you? What's going on there?
1: i was getting good questions, but we'll get to them in okay. the chat. But okay. we'll get to them in a minute. We I will get to these once we're so, off this topic. So.
4: Well, so, but this is first of all, her, I, I think this is absolutely foolhardy, and to push her out there. And this C- Kristen Welker, who was interviewing her in for Chuck Todd, went back at her and tussled with her, and Warren. Had no good answers. This is the woman touted as the wise economic theorist person, and she was on a few shows today she did not answer any specific X's and O's economic question whatsoever. Let
2: me ask you about student loan cancellation, which you have been talking about for quite some time. You want the president to do it unilaterally. Two Obama era economists, Senator Warren Jason Furman and Larry Summers have warned against the president's extension of the student loan moratoriums during this time of inflation, saying, quote, it's regressive and adding fuel to the fire of inflation. You are calling for more, though. Why does this spending make sense at this time when americans are desperate for prices to come down actually what i'm calling for is to cancel a big chunk of student loan debt we know but that they the say it allowed to inflation to they say lo- that add to inflation senator no actually not paying student loan debts has already been baked in but what
4: <laughs> that's not true it's not true, you know the fact that by ...extended it, yeah, right, it's <laughs> already been ba- baked in. But of course, it would ca- cause inflation, more right. inflation. Or
1: if it, or if you, if it's already baked in, then if you don't do it, then that will take Unbaked. away from the inflation. So right. either way, it's it's an that's an infl- inflation causing action, whether it's mm-hmm. baked into the forecasts or not. The thing is, is that ultimately, when you forgive debt, you're giving people money. You're giving them more yes, spending exactly, money. Exactly. So when you forgive debt, you're putting more money into the economy, just like all the stimulus payments mm-hmm. did, just like all these other things did, which adds to the inflation issue.
4: Right, because not, not enough stuff to buy right, m- at the
1: moment. Right. If you give people more money than there is production in the economy, then prices will necessarily go up.
2: What matters is how we're going to be out there helping millions of American people. You know, keep in mind... of the folks who have student loan debt do not have a college diploma. These are people who tried, but life happened. You know, pregnancies and working three jobs and mom got sick and they had to move to another city. Or
4: just (laughs) got sick of it, but got three years or whatever of college and got the goods. So they got the three years of college. It doesn't matter if they got, uh, you know, more than that, more than three years. Well,
1: and, you know... College is primarily, like, an elite signaling mechanism, Mm -hmm. and it's not totally clear. I mean, like, this is debated how much of the benefit of college you get from going years without graduating, too, but certainly, I mean... I know people who didn't finish college who get paid like college graduates because you've already you're already showing a company that's planning to hire you that, you know, especially if you went to a better school or you had a difficult major or whatever. Like if you get three years of a math major, they know at a good school, they know you're pretty good at Mm -hmm. doing math already. Like you've already shown that. So and that's primarily what college degrees do is it's showing a college that you're not an idiot. You're right. showing a potential employer that you're not an idiot, rather.
4: Right. It doesn't like in radio. It does means zilch. Right. Absolutely. Treasury I mean, is you a, will. Mm-hmm. They will take you in a second in, in radio if you can sell. Obviously, you can come in. You could have. You could have just massacred your family, and they will take you in a sales force if you can sell radio. But they're you know they're looking for skills as right. long as you can be good in in newspapers as well. We were looking for experience, experience, experience. We would rather it didn't matter if somebody, you know, had gone to Vanderbilt. That's a good college, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If they had worked in a tiny paper in Maine for four years, that's what we were looking for.
1: Right. And I mean, a few of our uh, listeners in the live chat here raised some good points too. you know, Trish points out that, you know, where's the plan like? Come September, a bunch more students are going to borrow a bunch more money. So what's the plan? (laughs) Like, are we forgiving forever? Are we not doing new debt? And there shouldn't be any forgiveness of any student loan debt because, um, you know, as someone else points out, it. It creates a moral hazard, right? If people believe the debt is going to be forgiven, they'll take on the debt without worrying about it, right?
5: Absolutely. And
1: um, this is John in the chat. He also says that, and this is true, that extremely poor students are already paid for by the school and government. And it's not just poor students either, John. If you do two years at one of the community colleges in Massachusetts, for example, and you have good grades, you can go to the UMass system schools, which are good schools for free. You know, like you have to pay for room and board or whatever if you stay there, but like your tuition is paid for if you get into, if you do that for the second two years of the education. I mean, there's, there are so many programs like that out there. There are ways if like the be all end all for you is you want to do something that requires Mm -hmm. an actual finished degree and that's what you want to do. There are ways to do that without spending a ton of money, but that's not what people are doing, you know, and John in the chat, also points this out. It most of the loan debt belongs to grad students. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of that debt is grad students. We've covered that on that sh- on this show in the past. Some right. of the worst ones are like these elite film programs mm-hmm. uh, g- for grad students. Um, some of these graduate student programs are just absolutely not worth any money they don't get you any money later in life and they should be regarded as like essentially buying yourself a luxury car like (laughs) that you're buying yourself a luxury degree that's not really worth anything on the open market it's purely just you know a luxury good you wanted to buy for yourself so why should we forgive the debt for that that's absurd and
4: by the way when when they're taking these uh you know uh you know woke cinema grad school classes and they get that degree when they're getting that degree mm-hmm. they assume they're going to get out there and make millions of dollars and say sayonara to you and me they weren't intending on putting anything extra back in the kitty but right. since it's not immediately paying out for them now they it's we're all morally obliged they weren't going to be morally obliged when they went right to, to pay for anybody else's things- college but we have to pay for their college so it's 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 patently unfair, of course. It's in it's horrific.
1: And like the, those economists are saying, it's also regressive, which means yeah. that it's weighted more heavily towards wealthier people. It actually yes. it's a, it's a reform, and and that's the reason why Democrats talk about it is because middle class people are a very very important voting block, and it helps middle class people. But this doesn't help. Uh, uh, this disproportionately helps wealthier people, not poor right. people. You're taking
4: money from underprivileged people and handing it over to privileged people. Right. This is the Democratic Party. That's the new idea of the Democratic Party. (laughs) Good effing luck with that.
2: All those things. But now they earn what a high school grad earns and they are trying to manage college level debt. In addition to that... We know that there's huge racial inequality here. African-Americans borrow more money to go to school, borrow more money while they're in school, have a harder time paying it off when they get out. It is the job of Democrats. It is the job of the party in power to help make people's lives better. Senator- we can do that. And the president can do that one all by himself. I,
4: there's some, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of it's the job of government to help make people's lives better. Mm. You've got a good life. We're going to make your good life a better life. You don't have to have to worry about paying a grand a month for the, all that college you had, even though you're doing fine. So we're going to make your life a better life. So I get.
1: Can they also forgive? I mean, the federal government also administers a lot of people's mortgages. You know, they're the biggest like mortgage administrator in the country. The FHA is backing well, all kinds of loans. Can they also forgive mortgages?
4: Well, I mean, you would think so because almost no home is a bad investment. And having a home helps the... Well, other than this one. Uh, helping... Buying a home means that you're going to have possibly landscapers. You're going to have to buy equipment. You're going to have to buy... Uh, the 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 repairman's coming around. There's this... You know, buying a home is creates an environment of capitalism all around you. You know? Right. However painful it might be. Julie
1: and Phil say in the chat um, that it's my understanding when kids take out loans, the federal government is paying the school and the kid is on the hook back to the federal government. So if the schools feel so strongly that they're offering this value to the kids, then maybe the schools should forgive the debt and pay back the government for the kid because if what they're doing is so worth it then, you right. know, maybe they should. And believe it or not, there are actually some innovative like more kind of job technical education programs mm-hmm. uh to that, that are starting to do kind of creative things like this. Like, for example, there's Lambda School that I follow, the founder guy on Twitter, where they teach you to code and you can apply to the program and you can be taught to code for free, but you sign an agreement that they get like, I think it's like 10 or 20%. It's not a very high percent of your salary the first two years after you complete the program. And they help you get a job and all this stuff. So, But you have to apply to the program and be serious about it and want to do it. And they help you get the job. And it's a good deal for them because they ultimately get way more money than they would get just for charging you to learn to code up front. Um, But you know and they're getting you a better job that's way more than what you were making before in most cases and and they're only taking like a percent of your salary for 2 years and that's how they get yep. paid so but it, i mean i like that people are doing these creative things but people have to think outside the box somebody else brought up here agricultural schools somebody said to me mm-hmm. today learn a trade like Absolutely. there's there's so many options out there and Not everyone. We don't have to pay what are essentially glorified hedge funds, this crazy money to have your kids partying and like taking a couple lit classes where they rehash stuff they should have learned in high school anyway. it's, Mm -hmm. It's such a waste for everybody involved. And meanwhile, the buildings that the schools build get bigger and bigger. Their endowments get bigger and bigger. The administrative bloat in these schools gets bigger and bigger. They're paying DEI officers
2: crazy yes, salaries dog.
1: that you and I can only <clears throat> dream of and it's all at the expense of the it, ultimately the taxpayers because we're going to end up writing all this off but mm-hmm. but you know the the students who are stuck paying back these loans now who are in basically indentured servitude to the government because you can't even write up get rid of these loans in bankruptcy you have right. them forever there's people now retiring who the federal government is docking their social security for student loan payments haha <laughs> Really? Yes. That's oh a thing. Oh, my God. So the, it, Ooh, that's it's, it's brutal. They they hang on to it forever, this debt. And it's, I mean, like... So we,
4: and that's why we should be rethinking colleges. We need it's to stop and, giving and,
1: kids money to do this. Yes, <laughs> like, It's absolutely, so stupid.
4: Absolutely. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast today that talked about the horrible schools in Chicago and all of the many terrible schools, many of which have been closed, some of which are still open. But, like, well, don't take these underprivileged kids... Put them through four years of suck high school uh, and then tell them their way to success is to go to college and then saddle them with loans it's like if the kid if the high school if the suck high school is not working out for a kid put the kid into a trade school let that money follow him into a trade school so he comes out at 18 first of all if you can do some kind of co op thing or you can get a job where you're where you're working at an apprentice or whatever the kid may get a taste of the uh, of the fruits of his labor even while in high school, and oh, I think that's the, the best because
1: you don't have real bills while you're in high school, right? So it feels and, like so much money when you should get a, a happen job. With,
4: with prisons as well, if you can get people to learn skills, um, you know, there's a bunch of programs to do this, and there's mm-hmm. a way to do it, and, and it, it certainly should not be wealthy white wine moms who don't have to worry about Muffy's college anymore. No. Now you got to send Muffy to Yale for four years so we're, to learn, uh, you know, LGBTQ plus high uh you know, ancestral lands dance theory. That you get to brag about that, but you're paying your effing bills, or else Tom Shattuck's gonna burn the mother effer down because I, if you're <laughs> handing out money to the kids. F- to the families from the nice side of Winchester and not handing out money to Tom Shattuck from the crappier side of Winchester, I'm going to have a mother effing problem.
1: Well, but don't you think that's exactly why this topic keeps coming up in um, in in the Democratic Party right now? Is because they're now the party of broke millennials who are working at Starbucks and yoga pants wine moms who want their kids' college to be free.
4: I guess so. I guess so, but the rest of us can hear this. I mean, I think it is such an horrific thing. I think, uh, I think they're so in do. a
1: bubble that they honestly think that this is Black popular Black lives with matter other people. so
4: much that we're going to pay reparations to white people before we ever do to the ancestors of slaves. In nice towns, nice leafy in Needham, Massachusetts, and Wellesley, Massachusetts, and West Hartford, Connecticut. We're going to make sure we take care of the white people because they're inconvenienced by the college debt, you know, that, when they're at a red light in their Range Rover, you know, kind of weighs on them. Meanwhile, we're going to tell black people who we can't seem to somehow tabulate how we would ever, uh, you know, make anybody whole from slavery where we stole their great-grandfather and chucked him in a uh, chains. We absolutely can't figure out a way to pay you guys. I'm sorry about that. But Muffy over here, yeah, we got a way to do that. That's going to work out. Good effing luck with that. Good luck. I'm telling you. But
1: that's who their base is now, and that's that's who they're (laughs) responding to when they do stuff. When they send Kamala out there, that's I mean, that's that's who this appeals to. That's like that's who the Democratic Party is now. That's why minorities are leaving the Democratic Party. That's why working class people are. I mean, yeah, that's not a winning coalition. But for a really long time, they've taken it for granted that they get all the minority votes from all minority voters. Just by default automatically and 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 they've assumed they've historically, because of unions, gotten a lot of the working class white vote, too, right? So that's been a winning coalition for Democrats in the past. So as they started to bleed off the white working class, they kind of said, well, look, like we're getting more minorities anyway, which, by the way, that's where the whole like great replacement theory so-called thing comes from, is Democrats saying for the last 20 years, like, oh, whatever, we don't need the old white people who are out of touch anyway because we, we get all the minority votes and there's more and more minorities in this country right well, yeah. so is it they've been saying that for 20 years and once again like you just said we can hear them when they're talking they're not right. it's not secret so we know what they're saying and it, it, and it. so they've been saying this now and like it turns out that as they've continued to tailor their views to you know stop the bleeding with other groups like suburban people and whatever who don't like paying high taxes and other democrat stuff as they've done that and as they've lost union working class votes they've you know started to push for policies that really are very out of touch with a lot of their minority voters including a lot of like the gender ideology stuff and including a lot of the school stuff and including you know the the things like the student Student debt forgiveness, which is really just not where most working class voters of any race, color, or creed are.
4: Yeah. No, it's, there's also another thing, and this is how, to borrow from the left, how privileged we are, that nobody would ever have to take any student loan money whatsoever if you just put off immediate gratification. You mm-hmm. could get a job, save up money, and then go to college, or you could uh, work, put yourself through college, or you could do ROTC. There's all sorts of things.
1: A you... lot of big corporations will give you, you know, tuition assistance programs mm-hmm. and stuff.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff you can do. You could you could just pay pay as you go. Yesterday we uh, we met two. I don't even know what they were paying as they go, but we met two people who live in our town here. Two girls who are in their early 20s who live in a mega mansion y kind of house who are both nurses. I thought, man, that is their parents own the mega mansion y house. They're mm-hmm. having a yard sale. And, be, and so it's a long story. Anyway, because somebody made the right decision there, they're right. in occupations. They didn't do, you know, lesbian dance theory, they are in occupations where they will do well. Right. And it's great.
1: Right. Emily says here, I know so many people who took out thousands to go to BU and are now broke and jobless complaining about their debt. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably not just to go to BU, but also like to live in downtown Boston and stuff. I doubt most of them were like going to BU and commuting on the T from their parents' house in the suburbs or something. No. Which is like, I know people who did that, who went to like Northeastern yeah. and lived at their parents' house the whole time right. and took the train to to go to school right and well the problem is that's that's fun
4: people my age want their kids to have the magic experience that we had in the early 90s and you got to go out and you got to play with your friends and make friends for life and you got to hook up and have sex and do drugs and go to this concert and that and it was your parents took care of it for you and it was like a rite of passage that you were allowed to have and i want to make sure that Muffy gets that too because it made me who i am um the, the BU thing is interesting because I've I've gotten a Twitter war with one of the former people I used to work with who doesn't communicate with me anymore. Um yeah. uh, a few years ago because she was a she worked as a recruiter. My dad went to BU by the way, just in all mm-hmm. fairness. Um and uh and I was telling somebody there's no way in the world that you should go to BU um School of Hotel Management. It makes no sense. And she of course attacked me and said, No, 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 if you go to BU and you get this it you get a a degree, you'll make this much more. Whatever. it's like that's horse, horse bleep, horse bleep. Totally, nobody has to go to school for hotel management. Go work no, you in a just hotel. Go, yeah, right. Start it's, wherever it's they let you start. You know, Steve, so you can get into the front desk or as a bellman or whatever, and work your way through. They're looking for good people, and they will happily promote the crap out of you if you're competent. Remember, your
1: fellow co-workers... Well, exactly, and there's not some magic thing that somebody in a classroom knows about managing hotels that people who work in hotels don't already know.
4: Well, sure, because they're going <laughs> to yeah. train you up. You're going to learn. You can also be... There's the there's an element called, uh, you know, uh, autodidactivity.
1: Is that right? Well, you know I've heard autodidact. of being an autodidact. Right, yeah. you can
4: t- teach yourself some stuff as well. Yeah. But if you... Instead of going to BU for four years to in hotel management... Especially now with the internet. Right. You could also just go work at a hotel, learn the same stuff, but they'll pay you and you won't get debt. It's like, I can't, I have, I'm i somebody who got into radio through through uh, working at the front desk, through mm-hmm. folding, uh, stuffing envelopes, which I'm very mm-hmm. good at, as a matter of fact, in which I kind of miss part of them. Having a huge pile of invoices and, and anyway.
1: Speaking so, of radio, uh, John in the chat wants to know if you have any good Jay Severin stories.
4: Um, so Jay, most of the time I was there, was not, was not in the uh, studio. He was broadcasting from his home until towards the end, the last year. And then he used to come in a lot. And he was just a fun, he was a guy's guy. You know, it, it, on the air, he was always like President Obama, the socialist shall not, we shall not, best and brightest, we shall not be pushed to the edge by this. Show. When he journalist, journalist, exactly, <laughs> which I dug too because I like to show when he came and hung with us. He, he's one of there. There are these some kinds of hosts who like hanging with the producers in the control room, mm-hmm. and some don't. He was one of those guys, and we talk about you know attractive women. We talk about we talked about hockey one time. He said he was at the Bruins game where the Bruins and I think it was the Islanders. Uh, Bruins went into the stands, and he was an Islanders guy. He was a New York kid back then, so he was like absolutely very upset about it. He um, he definitely had appreciation for the female form. There's no doubt about that. Which of course we were all young guy. We were all into it. We were <laughs> absolutely. Um, but, Isn't that uh, what
1: ultimately got well, him see, in a lot of trouble too? Wasn't that one of the oh, ones he that was a big one? You said he slept with
4: interns. What's that. Oh my goodness, that's he must have been the first one to ever do that. But not not well, he was in radio, well, he was in politics. That was his his thing as being the Lothario, whatever. But he was, um, yeah. We I mean, talked about my daughter when my daughter, daughter was first born, and uh, him saying that he's he used to sing to his daughter every night before.
0: Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to Blue Nile dot com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since nineteen ninety nine. That's Blue Nile dot com. Blue Nile dot com.
4: her to bed, and uh, and I said, uh, "What are you singing?" And he said, "Something like uh, Mary had a little lamb,
0: mm. right?"
4: Which I thought. But that's- that's a very standard answer to that. But um but um and we talk about uh certainly politics. He was a
1: He almost came on the burn barrel. Like yeah, a almost.
4: Of fact. Almost. I loved being just being around him. Jay. I remember the first um, uh, <laughs> he was just totally different than I thought he'd be. I wasn't his producer of course. I was somebody else's producer. I and so Jay's Jay Jay like Michael Graham was a, was a guy who wanted things the way he wanted things. And so he was a demanding host, all the great hosts usually are, you know? Um many of them anyway. So but um but yeah, I'll try to think of more stuff for for the future that that Jay said but, uh, didn't
1: you say he wore like pants that were really boldly patterned with flowers or something one time
4: he wore, like he came in one time and I took his jacket the first time I ever met him for him for some stupid reason. And I held it. I was like, <laughs> we, we had it all. We had, we had the new boss coming in. The new market manager was coming in who was absolutely not there to fire us. As he told us during this meeting, absolutely not. Three months later, me and grandma were out in our asses, um, we had the new boss come in to talk to everybody, and Jay came in for that, and um, and he was wearing a white fur coat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. just another thing about Jay. We had a great... We had... A, and I I took his coat for him. He said, I can take a coat for it. He, said, oh, you. he said, oh, thank you. He's very polite. Oh, thank you. So I was holding his coat. I like, why am I holding his coat? He's wondering why I'm holding his coat, too. It's like, hey, moron. I was. Anyway, another great time was Jay was so... We had this event in at the Hilton... Uh, is it... Or the Hyatt in near the combat zone. I forgot what it's where, where it is exactly, but it's anyway where Jay was up. Our events were huge then. A lot of people. Went, anyway, Jay was way working, working R rated while well, he was talking to the crowd, etc. About you know he was swearing and he was he was he was awesome. Also, I believe a full white suit, which was a, a daring thing, and he had his pistola showing when he talked. <laughs> It was really cool. It was I'm really cool. It's funny. It, w- what's happened? What happened? What, what so what's happened? What What's happening? He's not? What's? Uh-oh. No, okay. Okay. He is breathing. Jesus Christ. He just screamed, so I hear him. He just said, the little boy just came in. And said his br- brother's not breathing that is not good humor
1: it was a joke he was playing dead on the sofa
4: oh that was great of cyril to come up here then
1: he was in on the joke oh he Anderson. was What? it jo- was a joke on us they're twisted people death. that
4: you have what twisted kids jesus christ this this podcast almost took a turn <laughs> So can you tell people what just happened Alice just so they know this is our lives here
1: <laughs> So all the kids are downstairs they're Playing on their stuff for uh, while we're in the show. Can you cue it up to the part? Where <laughs> <it mentioned he's- laughs> and Cyril, the four-year-old, just ran in here and said, "Anson's not breathing," and he seemed confused. He seemed right. convincing. He's he said, "Come obs- on, you he saw it. Is he on, on. is he on? T- come on." He said, uh, "I'm not sure. I need to look." But uh, he goes, "Anson's not breathing," and so I, uh, he's like, "Just come quick." So I obviously get up from here and run down there, and his brother's playing dead on the sofa, and then I. <laughs> come in and he goes, ah, and jumps up. So it was a trick that they were in on together where they came up here to trick us that his brother was dead so I would okay. run
4: down there. Th- a couple of things on that. One, <laughs> They're thank you sickos. for... Oh, I'm mad at you for leaving me here. Because what what is show etiquette exactly? <laughs> so I'm the- feeling, <laughs> doing play by play to the son possibly being dead downstairs. Also... You would think that I would go downstairs too if he's truly not breathing, but I didn't. So there you go. That's me in action. I've. Uh, there was a time. Sometimes I my my lack of character shows. but I'm not sure that's one of it. But one time I discovered who I was when I was. My brother lives on a on a boat, a houseboat, and on the dock. And we had a bunch of friends. We were out grilling and drinking beer on the dock, whatever. And. At one point, I thought the propane tank was leaking right next to the grill. Do you know mm-hmm.
1: about the story? Uh, I don't know if I do.
4: So, you know what I did? You lit a match? No. <laughs> to
1: check and see? No. Okay.
4: I what? ran. <laughs> I, 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 my flight didn't see, I did not s- tell them what was going on. I just bolted. Whoosh. I came back and apologized and said, I think there's a leak in the thing. And I'm sorry. I just let you guys die here. But OK, um, so that was Jay. Anything else? Uh, no, I know there's all stuff to talk about, but we got to get to our messages,
1: too. Yes, we have recorded voice messages that we're going to play as well. Um, oh, uh, I was asked uh, if I have a favorite Jim and Marjorie frequent caller. I don't I assume is that a Minifan thing where they call into Jim and Marjorie and bother them?
4: they do do that I always love uh, I don't
1: I don't listen to Jim and Marjorie anymore frankly I mean I did when they were on um, TKK and I did actually I was like a regular that called into that station very frequently even before we were dating so I
4: loved I called into all the shows just
1: to say stuff they
4: were great too Jim was also another pain in the ass to work for if you were Mm -hmm. his producer but I loved him I loved him the first thing I said uh, I said I walked in there I walked into his office where the talent all sat together and um, my first day as a producer, and um, and um, I said, "Oh, hi, Jim." when I was grabbing something off the fast machine. He said, "Who the fuck are you?" In total Jim language, of course. And I said, "Oh, I'm Tom Shaddock, the, the the new Graham's new producer." He said, "Oh, I thought you were just some other hole." <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd like him. He was great. Jim was great to work with. He's a funny bastard. In that way, you know, in, in he was just, mm-hmm. he was just great. And Marjorie was great, too. She was fun. And, and lived
1: near you. We used to run into her in the and neighborhood. Marjorie
4: was great because um, she, when we would go to the events, she would have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i not saying that she was, she wasn't a uh, or anything like that, but, but she would enjoy herself. She was, she's, she's, she's very mischievous, Mar, mischievous, whatever it is. She's a, she's, she's very cool. Um, but I, I like them as as people a lot.
1: But yeah, that was the heyday, the TKK days. Yeah. That was awesome. Yes. Even though Jim and Marjorie were obviously like out of their minds, left wing. Yeah, jobs, we, me, and but- Graham
4: had one really good book. Um, and I remember we all went out to lunch and we all we were telling them like how like how, how we to do did, it, how we how to do it exactly, <laughs> and then we didn't have a really good book. We actually beat um, Dale, um, Dale, um. From EEI, Dale Arnold? Dale and keith Yeah, Dale Arnold.
2: Okay.
4: We beat them in a book of men oh, wow. thirty five to sixty-four, which wow. was huge to take to hit hit EEI. Um and um and th- and then after that the people meters came in and destroyed us and that was it. Um uh,
1: Um and then another question, Trish wants to know who plays the guitar because oh, they always you see, it? see the guitar behind me. So, so Alice can play a little People guitar. People do ask about that.
4: But I played the guitar in my 20s in, in an a band. We played here and there in Boston. And um, and uh, it, I was intended to be a rock and roll star, uh, but I lacked discipline. And so mostly I just um, went to bars. Correct. School you of You drank most arts.
1: of your profits?
4: We drank all of our profits. There's no doubt about that. It was great because... Only me and the lead singer, Mike, it, um, drank. The other guys were all, like, straight edgers and didn't do it. And mm-hmm. so, sort of like, Yeah, we, we took the money from the bar and brought it right back to the bar, essentially. At the Rat, a great bar in the Middle East. And I think the Rat's definitely gone. The Middle East may be gone. So. And that is that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, the theme song for this... For this show was one of our songs. The band was called Lemur, The Animal. It was Mm -hmm. before anybody knew who lemurs were, but now they're they're big. And it was a great song. The computer I had that song on to be our theme song, Um, one of my kids spilled a drink directly into it and fried it.
1: So... I had to start this. Yeah, we have to go get it, like, recovered or whatever, the right. laptop. All right,
4: should we get to our massages? Or should I go? I I haven't. We get lots of stories to talk about. Do you want to do some stories?
1: Well, we're. You, you we can put stuff in the Patreon show as well, remember, Yeah, too, I know. The but there's one thing Patreon, I do want to do with these get to. But we do want to get to people's messages okay. in the main show as yes, well. Yes, of course. Yes. Yes.
4: Uh, one thing we need to talk about, and it's regarding Mother Road. Alice and I recently saw. Cruising Route 66 with Michael Wallace, season one out of one season, episode 12. And the Mother Road took a bizarre and dark turn during this. Now, you remember, we've talked about this and how I love Michael Wallace and that old Mother Road. Um, And I've been watching it almost every night. Well, something happened recently that has me... Has us. Almost every... Much like the
5: ribbon of concrete itself, a chain of radio stations through all eight states, 2,400 miles and three time zones, gives the traveler some notion of road and travel conditions ahead.
4: Very standard Mother Road stuff, right? We're used to it by now. Very standard Mother Road stuff.
6: Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Further into it, it's more good, Michael Wallace, than Old Mother Road.
5: ...stone walls about 150 feet long. They go from 0 to 15 feet in height. Postcard. Scribble a word or two about your trip and mail at home. Postcards are a great way to remember any journey. And they're also a great thing to collect.
2: When people travel, I think... He's at, at the postcard the museum Day of the old Mother Road. In, um, what <laughs> okay? Seen, a very like, hardy yeah, so Mother Road, road stuff. So wait. So uh, then our, uh,
4: we take a turn.
5: You know, if maintenance costs, like... the To park the pickup or sedan, get Does out on the foot uh-huh. and explore the Mother Road up close and personal.
4: <laughs> you hear what's happening? That's the only way... Do you hear that noise? <laughs> There's an undescribed animal happening here. So now it shows Michael Walls. On the on alongside the mother road, it's dark. He can barely see him out there. Listen to what's happening now. Sometimes it's good to park the pickup
5: or sedan, get out on foot, and explore the mother road up close. And
4: his voice goes down eighteen <laughs> octaves when he says "mother road." Personal.
5: That's the only that way you can do it. If, for example, you go in search of the fabled spook light that. Dances around the borderlands where Missouri, Kansas, and Oklahoma gently collide on Route 66. Hear that animal? if you go hunting for that Mother Road phenom, be sure to hook up first with a truly unique individual. Yes. Mr. Dean Walker, a.k.a. the footman of Route 66.
6: The footman. Listen to this guy. What's that animal?
5: I don't know. Well,
6: let's go look for the spook light. We're out here in spook-like country. And we'll see if we can't see it. It's another animal.
4: Uh, it, uh, we we're not going to ask anything about the etymology of the particular light or what's going on here. But Dean Walker is going to take us out there. He's got a black shirt on <laughs> with pictures of old Plymouths and and T-birds. Those animals, that noise there is part of the soundtrack. I don't know what we're trying to do. We're looking for a spook
6: light. We're looking for a spook light. About a mile and a half straight ahead, and I'm looking right straight ahead with the naked eye. See if I can't get it focused with my field glasses here.
4: Okay, still looking for the spook light.
6: Yep, I got her. There's Bouncing a, around down there. It's a red There's light a on the horizon. a down there, and it's hanging around it. It's just called the ghost light or the mystery light. Okay. Right now, it's pretty good bright.
4: So at some point, you're expecting Season 1, Episode 12 here to take us back onto the road. (laughs) But no, we're hanging out with this guy for a long
6: (laughs) time as he has uh, ruminates. Just fading out again. Some of them like to come out and park, make relations with their girlfriends. Holy what the hell?
1: Why is this in this thing? <laughs> Why was that not cut? I'm not clear if he's referring to the spook light making relations no, or like some people young looking people. People. at it. Some,
4: some might kill.
6: Make relations? <laughs> How does he know? What is he doing? Where is he observing this? Some like to come out, sit with hayrides and watch it. I've seen it side of a basketball, I've seen where the red and green and blue fire shooting out of the... Can we
4: get off of him before <laughs> he says something
6: shocking and offensive again? Fossils. it looks like the moon. It can move real good, real fast, or real slow. It can come up and just sit and look at Michael you. Michael Wallace,
4: we need you I back really here.
6: Watching. we seen it this good one night, drove all the way up there and thought we'd see it again. We never could. Yeah, there's no boy lived out here. His name was Spooky. I forgot what his real name was, but he called him Spooky. He was about 80 years old then. He died in his late 90s. Uh, he had people come out here and line up. He sold all kinds of stuff. Spooky used to paint himself up with fluorescent paint like a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Starts $5. This goes three more That's minutes with <laughs> this I guy. The date, go out the date and line. now you've
1: subjected all the burn so Barrel listeners right. to going. it, too.
6: I tell them how to get here, then uh, Then i kill them. They say, boy, you're right. We <laughs> chop, just never found that at night. Chop
4: them up. They come out here and think they can just have relations. <laughs> Barely lit up. Okay, psycho. Back to Michael Wallace.
5: Would you want Dean Walker to take you to see the spook light in person? You can reach him right on the shoulders of old Route
4: 66 in Baxter Springs, Kansas. Yeah so I'm, <laughs> i apologize you be over there season one episodes we could try to get him on the air to talk about the people making relations
1: <laughs> i don't think he's alive anymore i highly doubt it it's
4: one of those animals killed him all right so let's get to the messages Message Alice, time using so, our usually our new uh
1: speak pipe so start at the bottom and go up i think right
4: i'm gonna start at the bottom go up so i'm not gonna use me or you yeah no So first okay this is i uh, should i say the name or no
1: um, I'd say I give a first name if they put one. Okay. So it's the one after yeah. Anonymous.
4: Check yeah. one, two. Check oh, me. That's Alice. Well, it says Anonymous.
1: Okay. That's when we were testing to make sure that the Anonymous worked.
4: Oh, okay. This is Justin. Hello. I was wondering what uh, Alice's uh, thoughts are on the mother road.
6: I'll hang up and listen. <laughs>
4: Already this is worth it, Alice.
1: Already this is worth it. Because <laughs> I've this been asked about the Mother yes, Road personally. Uh, what do you have to say about
5: Mother Road?
1: I do. I enjoy um, some of the Mother Road uh uh, episodes. Some of them are better than others, clearly, as episode 12 showed Well, what up. do you think,
4: would you be you're a younger
1: lady, would you want to have relations in front of the spook light? <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to have relations in front of the spook light. Uh, that said, I do love Route 66 and, like, Americana stuff and I actually saw the um, growing up in Lexington, the uh, what are they called? The, that secret society you, you want to be in? Oh,
4: the, um, uh, um, Oath Keepers? No. Proud Boys? No,
1: the one your dad was in.
4: Yeah, um, the Masons. The
1: Masons. Yeah. The Masons ran a museum in Lexington uh, about, like, America and stuff, and they had an episode... Or, uh, exhibit one time on Route 66 and I loved that exhibit as a kid I went through the whole thing and like read every and in museums I'm really f- I'm very thorough at museums I need to read like all the details on everything um, but yeah I I like Route 66 I think it's very cool and I like visiting stuff like I would definitely drive across the country yeah, and look we're... at all that stuff I think it's Talking neat.
4: to a relative of yours today they're going to do Route 2 in Massachusetts which is an awesome road too mm-hmm. Paul Hey, Tom, Alice, good morning. It's your favorite Floridian, Florida cadet. Looking forward to some trite mm. July, August when we come up. F Joe Biden. Love you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Paul.
1: Thank you, Paul. Good message. Didn't Justin have a second one, too? Uh, yes, Alice. I wasn't going to play him in a row. Oh, you were going to separate. Did I see. You? I'm sorry. I stepped on it.
4: spook light material, Alice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Paul, maybe we'll see you when you come up. Um, and uh, the question is then, where would we get tripe?
1: I think Ralphie's. Probably. He's not going up to Ralphie's. He's going to be in Boston.
4: So the North no, line... I
1: thought he was going to um somewhere else, in like Vermont or something. I forgot.
4: Oh, okay. Well, then Ralphie's is on the way. Here's Justin. Hey, I was wondering what uh, Kathy Carr got Tom for Christmas last year. Okay. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. It is possible that she sent a card. Possibly. I am not, uh, I like, uh, you know, who's going to be listening to this, you know, so I can't say anything because he's going to be, he's going to be monitoring this David Javelian Cullinane. I am not under the employ of, of Kathy Carr. I like Kathy and Howie, and I have no regrets. And I am an innocent man in all this. And if it wasn't for my, uh, my vindictive step-on wife who stuck it to me in the middle of the segment, I would have gotten away with all of my placating of all of interested parties here. So, uh, we'll betide you, obviously. Let's see. Um, let's go to uh, Dano. Where do you live, Dano? Good caller, too. Alice, is it possible that you are suffering some form of audio Stockholm syndrome Excellent question.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I, Stockholm syndrome. I don't think that I have Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, but,
4: but, but never, if you do, do then you don't know, yeah. right?
1: So I don't know how accurately I can answer that being the person who might have the Stockholm syndrome. I don't know, but no, I just um I've always liked Tom and I like him. You know, if anything, Tom has Stockholm syndrome. I think. Really? <laughs> Didn't I? Um, mostly. Um, no one else would have entrap me. Entrap you?
4: <laughs> yes. No one else would have me. It's different. Um. Oh wait, no. And you're
1: nice. Am I in trouble? No. Why would you be uh, in trouble?
4: Is somebody else dead,
1: Cyril? Was that a funny I think we're joke? gonna have a, a little story about the boy who cried wolf coming up.
4: All right. Let's. Here's somebody we know.
6: Hi, it's Kingston. Would you rather have four legs or a second pair of eyes in the back of your head?
4: Absolutely, Kingston. Good man. Absolutely, eyes in the back of my head. Absolutely, I don't want to have four legs.
1: I, already... <laughs> I don't want either one of those. No, things.
4: second pair of eyes, Kingston. And obviously, um, if it's a, if it's between uh, being able to see, what's that called, through stuff. X-ray vision, X-ray vision, or flight. Take X-ray vision.
1: Oh, I would want flight. No,
4: you're not. You're Flying flight would
1: be great. I would love to be a flight. X-ray to fly.
4: vision, absolutely. And
1: I think we have different interests. No.
4: and then I'm going. You know where I'm going? <laughs> <laughs> on the mother load. Mother load. <laughs> on the mother. On the mother. <laughs> a mother road, and I'm gonna go to the spook light and watch. <laughs> watch fellas having relations. Cliff, congratulations on 500 episodes. Thank, this thank is Cliff you, Cliff from Twitter. Tom, been a big fan since WTKK through Boston Herald Radio. Your previous podcast and Alice has been a great addition. Uh, here's to 500 more, 500 plus more. Congratulations, guys. Thank you, Cliff. Alice, see, that's called a guy with class. Okay, okay. There's no questions about. Um, um, Stockholm syndrome. There, this is absolute class. And then there's this gentleman. Hey, Alice. This is Dave Conan. I, yep, there he is. Do we dare? <laughs> Do we dare? I bet you. You know, Dave's a smart guy. I bet you's going to be a curveball here. This is where Shattuck gets smacked and Alice gets a a, a gentle. Uh, I
1: got an A plus, just like I always did in school.
4: Hey Alice, this is Dave Cullinane. I just wanted to congratulate you on your 500th episode. I look forward to each and every single <laughs> new episode when my
0: virtual assistant sends me a brand new copy and edits out that ogre of a husband oh, of yours. Hey, uh, but congratulations! It is a great show with or without that asshole. And see you later. Goodbye. You oh, see?
1: Thank you, Dave.
4: Well, I. Was there something you wanted to say in defense? An ogre, Alice, is a is a horrifically um, d- disgusting person, Alice, an animal, whatever it is. That was a full attack on the good name and appearance of your beloved husband and talent.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't get in. In between these things, you and he As, have that, something going that on. That is dishonest,
4: Dave Cullenane, you guys. Uh, the Well, he
1: said I do a good show, so he can't be that dishonest.
7: Hello, my Habibis. Christ is risen. Messiah come, Christos Anesti, Christian Angel. Happy Easter to all of our Orthodox brothers and sisters. Happy Easter to my beloved sister Alice. And Tom and your family. How
4: come I'm not beloved? I
7: don't know. Sorry, I thought you were going to be recording later. Otherwise, I would be prepared to contribute more to this podcast in the messages. But I just want to send you my love, let you know I love you so much. I love your podcast. Can't wait to get together with Alice. And uh, perhaps she and I can do some of our own recordings. No. God bless you all. God bless all your listeners and your families. And indeed, he is risen. Love you very
1: much. Bye-bye.
4: She's got a great voice, doesn't she? She does.
1: She sounds awesome.
4: Um, I'm afraid of you colluding, though. I don't want you to... I know. To, We're I coming up to,
1: with secret plans without you. I don't way. want you
4: to escape, Alice. She's going to convince <laughs> you to escape.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that is Leslie on Twitter. Um, she's the gonna, the she's show. got two messages. Also what? an Orthodox Christian uh, like me. Indeed, he is risen, of course. Okay. Okay. Um,
4: congratulations on episode 500 i have a question for you guys Mm -hmm. if you could go to dinner with three other couples famous couples living or non-living who would they be
1: i like the three other famous couples
4: (laughs) (laughs) famous couples let's see uh
1: couples that's tough Famous couples.
4: Um, Obviously. I mean, that's tough, too, because I want to pick John, but I don't necessarily want Yoko around. Lennon, Mm. obviously. Um,
1: Yeah. Famous couples. Tricky. You know what? I will. A lot of famous couples have one good half and one bad half. Yeah.
4: Dead or alive. Let's see. Who is fun? Who's a good time?
1: Not Will and Jada.
4: Not Will and Shada, no. Yeah,
1: rumors that they're going to get divorced, too, by the way. They
4: already are, are really divorced. He, he just doesn't want to admit it. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, you got one? Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. Okay. They would be excellent. You can see some of the preview in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Um, famous couples. Dead or Alive.
1: Uh, what about the Reagans? Okay, I bet they'd be fun. Eh,
4: I don't know if they would be.
1: I think they would be. Whenever you see videos of them, like not uh, like, what the one where they were on the TV interview and he was telling her not to like be in the light and stuff.
4: Yeah, that was good.
1: Yeah, I bet they'd be fun to hang with.
4: That was good. Other couple, let's see. I bet
1: Trump and Melania would be fun. Okay, to hang out well, with.
4: Trump and Melania. Oh, yeah, no, wait. Actually, uh, Jason and Caroline is what I say. Okay. You said
1: famous couples.
4: I consider them famous selves. Okay.
7: Okay, it's Les again. My second message is regarding the merch contest and I guess the fan nickname contest. Mm. Tom, I love you so much. Who on earth told you that Shatheads or Shat <laughs> anything would be an appealing name for the fandom? of this podcast or anything else surrounding you. Clearly, I knew that was nonsense from the start, which is why we coined the terms burn bros and burn babes. So whoever votes for Shat Heads or Shat Anything is obviously gonna loon this. Burn bros and burn babes of so the world. Shat Heads and is winning right as now. as soon as I get my oh. merch, I will be happy
1: to send photos of that. Love you, bye bye. Christ is risen. <laughs> she knows she has to sneak it in around you and your censor so, the censors of the of Christianity on the shelf. Sorry, the, the
4: Shadhead crew is fun. The Shadheads
1: are winning They're right now, brilliant. and actually, Emily and it, in the chat on this—who's our uh, resident Gen Z? Um, what's it called when somebody our liaison to Gen Z? Mm-hmm. She uh, is buying herself Shadhead merch. Who is? Emily. Do, on the chat
4: oh oh okay oh that's great that's great i, I am believe me i know it's disgraceful but it's funny
1: the, a bunch of people like it. i don't like it either leslie i'm with you I, on that i'm one.
4: sorry i am but i'm also for attractive women wearing burn babe outfits and toast who is attractive right mm-hmm. looks great in hers and leslie would great you'd look great and, uh, and emily with this emily of age would yes. look great Everybody would look great, so I, I so I don't think we should discontinue one of them, but I think that you should also uh, pick up an exclusive, limited time, five hundredth episode burn barrel, uh, outfit as well. All right, so for most people, thank you very much for those messages. I appreciate that. That's for from our what's that called? Our barrel. What do we call that? What you were calling it the
1: barrel line. We had a word few... Wordplay on
4: barrel that we called a. We
1: had a few suggestions. Uh, the chat line. The chat room. Burn mail. <laughs> chat room. Actually, that's pretty burn good. Burn bombs. Burn blasts.
4: chat room is pretty good. Ooh.
1: I don't know if I get it. Like chat room? Oh, I guess so. Ooh, that's pretty
4: good.
2: <laughs> Damn know. it. Like I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> the chat head people and chat room people are just
1: creative. I... I
4: dang guys thank you so much it's been awesome uh being with everybody emily just... wants
1: you to know she's 22 so it's safe okay. to say that she's gonna look great in her shothead merchandise
4: that is excellent emily i love the 22 year olds are listening i think it's great i think it's great i don't understand your generation i, I definitely don't understand the men maybe i should ha- we should have her on and ask her exactly what is going on we've already harangued the millennials enough with your with your sister and uh, caroline mm-hmm. um um Thank you so much, everybody. It's been great. It's been I can't believe it's been 500 episodes. It's mm-hmm. been wild. It really, at the beginning of this thing, when we were, when I was just me trying to figure out what the what, what was going on in the world, it was a kind of a chaotic time. And to get instant support was was really appreciated. Uh, and then you know you were with me for I was going through some crazy bleeping stuff at my old job too. During this, some of these, a couple of the podcasts I had to bail out of kind of early because I had crisis on Slack while I was doing it. (laughs) How dare my my other job get in the way of my podcast. But you've been awesome. And I want to do more stuff and more. I want more um, content generated by you guys because you're awesome and interesting and creative. And uh, anything to say, Alice, before I hit the music?
1: Um, Nothing, but obviously our Patreon listeners can stay there. We'll continue streaming and we will have up both halves of the show. Uh, after we're done. But yes, Patreon listeners, stay there. If you are not on our Patreon and you would like to be, that is patreon.com slash burnbarrel. Um, Can you believe that a four-year-old came up here (laughs) to lie to us, to tell us that his brother was breathing? Lied to us,
4: frantically said that his brother, who is allergic to a lot of stuff, who has health problems, was not breathing, told you you to come down now and see his cadaver, essentially. (laughs) sick bastards
1: <laughs> it is unbelievable um, anyway if you don't like paying for stuff which who does really uh, then you can always get us for free anywhere you like to listen to podcasts podcast.com you can find all those spots to listen you can also find the spot where you can record and Say leave us a message anytime you want
5: mother road